guys, welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today we are joined with Stelly. Um, so is Stelly your real name? Or no, it's not. <laughs> it's not my real name, but we'll keep it mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's really cute. Thank you. Yeah, it's a nickname um, that my family always called me when I was a kid or my, like my grandmother specifically. So I kind of just stole it from that and claimed it as my own. And now people think it's my name and I kind of like that. So <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so when did you kind of like start your whole writing process or like know you wanted to like properly record and like put stuff out sort of thing? Um, it, I mean, I knew I always wanted to do it since I was little. I just didn't really have the means or didn't really know how to, I guess. Um, so when I left high school, I threw myself into heaps of jobs and just kind of worked different things. I worked in retail and worked um, a whole lot. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, this isn't me. This isn't what I want to do. So I just quit all my jobs and put everything I could into my music and just kind of honed in on my craft and tried to perfect my songwriting and stuff and then when I felt like I was ready I showed it to the world I guess. Did you grow up in Adelaide? I did yes I always been from Adelaide. What was the the creative scene like there growing up and when you started transitioning into making music? Yeah it was great I mean Adelaide's always had a very strong music scene I mean at the moment we seem to be kind of booming as well which is really nice to to witness. Um, but I guess all, I, I was kind of pushed into it from my, not pushed into it, but like I grew up around music from my family and stuff. I wasn't really going out to gigs as a 15 year old and sneaking into venues. That wasn't really my thing. I just listened to music all day, every day. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so you released your EP, um, kind of like earlier this year and it just kind of popped off completely and like, it's getting like played all over Triple J. Like I'm always hearing like California Lullaby, like always playing on Triple J. Um, Like kind of hearing your, I'm not sure if, was that kind of like the first song you ever heard on the radio or like one of your other songs, something you had heard previously? No. um, How Do We Look So Good was the first song that ever um, got added to full rotation on Triple J. Before then, like a couple of my other songs had gotten played. So I'd heard, the first song I ever released was the first song I heard on radio, which was a pretty cool experience. I will never forget that moment. But um, they have been, they have been, I've been really fortunate that they have been really positive about the EP and they have been playing heaps of the tracks, like you said, Californian Lullaby and Colours and How Do We Look So Good specifically as well. Um, but yeah, that was the first song that kind of kickstarted the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. And like, so what's the meaning? Because it's a self-titled EP um mm-hmm. what's the whole like meaning is there like a full-on meaning behind the EP or do you have like a favorite meaningful song on it um oh that's a tricky one I, I always get asked this about the EP and I really should come up with like a an answer for it um it's more I I started writing this EP a, a while ago but most of the tracks that are on there are like recently written so Um, Bedroom Floor was the first track I ever wrote for that EP and I wrote that when I was about 17 or 18 Um, and I guess that is the song that kind of jump-started the whole experience or that was just a track that I really held on to for a long period of time and I knew that 
when I put out a body of work, I knew that that track needed to be on there. And then it ended up being the first track on the EP. And I did that on purpose because I wanted, wanted it to kind of go in that order. Um, but I think the whole experience is just about growing up and just learning what life has to offer you. And sometimes it's not always good. And sometimes it's, it can be nice, but I like to exaggerate when I write songs. It's not always like fully what I'm living through. Like I'm, I'm writing, I write heaps of sad songs, but I'm actually quite a happy <laughs> person yeah. in general. Um, but yeah, so it's just an exaggeration of my everyday life. I like to call it. Yeah. Did you find um, Okay. How have you found the writing process during lockdown? Have you been writing more or? Uh, oh, it's a tricky one. I mean, some days you just really don't feel like doing much um, when you kind of, especially like when the full lockdown hit, I struggled a bit just to get motivated with everything. I know people that have written like whole albums during this time. Um, I definitely wasn't that kind of person. I, I've got a studio here, which I'm really fortunate. It's what I'm in now. Um, so when I feel inspired, I have the opportunity just to walk downstairs into a studio, which is always nice and always very convenient. But most of the writing that I do is done interstate. So I did most of my EP in Melbourne um, and some of it in Sydney as well. I find it really, I like writing at home, but I do like to go away and kind of make a trip out of it. Cause I feel like if you just spend two weeks in Melbourne, just solid writing every day, you just get so inspired and it's just so much easier to pour everything out. Whereas when you're just kind of stuck in Adelaide and you have a session here or there, or you just, you kind of left to your own devices. I find it quite hard to get motivated. I kind of need to be pushed into it just a little bit, but hasn't been all bad. Yeah. Um, have you, did you ever play any gigs in Melbourne? Like when you were kind of down here recording? No, I was meant to come down earlier this year, but obviously that got canned. But I haven't actually ever played in Melbourne, which is really um, crazy. Yeah, I've, I've only ever played in Brisbane and Adelaide. Apart from that, I haven't played anywhere else, which is pretty crazy. But you definitely, you definitely got to play in yeah. some good venues. Totally. I've, I know, I know. It's on the bucket list and it was on the list of things to do this year, but that's okay. um a couple gigs recently haven't you yeah I've I've been fortunate enough to have a I've done two but fortunate enough to be able to play gigs in Adelaide I did a headline show um at Lion Arts Factory back in August which was the I actually played it the day my EP released which was a really fun um experience and then a couple of weeks ago I played an acoustic show at another venue called Fat Controller which was really nice too but yeah been really lucky down here. What are the um what are the restrictions like in regards to shows in Adelaide at the moment? Uh there's still a capacity on how many people you can have. So I think the cap was around 100 to 150, depending on which venue, obviously. Um, and it's still all completely seated. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of worked in my favor because I feel like my music, I can kind of get away with people sitting down and listening to it because it's yeah. not so like heavy crazy dance music mm. but you know it's always nice to have a bit of a mosh pit going <laughs> for sure. um did you find that like for your most recent gig that the crowd was like any different to like the crowd you usually used to when you're playing gigs like more people or like kind of different people or since um, I, th- I think it's the same type of demographic that come to my shows um I yeah I don't think the crowds change that much 
Um, I still get all my mates, bring them all along, all my family, friends. Um, they love coming along. But yeah, I think I think the demographic and everyone's kind of stayed the same. I haven't noticed any drastic changes in my audience, but yeah. Um, also, I noticed that you had like, a, you've got like a really cool theme sort of going on, like very vintage kind of like, oh, thank you. 70s, <laughs> like, um, is there like any visual inspirations that you kind of draw from like musically or just like artistically kind of, or is it just musically? Oh, look, it kind of happened by accident. I always laugh about this with my manager because everyone always says the same thing. They're like, I love your look. I love your image. I love what, how you're portrayed online. And they go like, what did you do? Did you like hire someone to come up with a, an image for you? And I was like, nah, I literally just did it all myself. And I literally just happened to be like, that's just how I, this is just how I dress. I don't change it um, for anyone or anything. But I guess I listened to a lot of 70s music growing up. I listened to the music that my parents used to listen to. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like old school things. I don't, I've, I've been told that I have a very old soul. Um, in many ways so I think that just kind of pours out of me in my music and in the way I look and in the way I dress I guess yeah I love it I think it looks so cool um do you you. like have your visuals like kind of similar to like your art that you have like for example like um the art on your um EP cover do you kind of like stick to that theme for shows and stuff totally yeah yeah definitely like to keep the theme uh going yeah it's, it's important. I like having that kind of um, like across the board, everything's kind of the same. And, you know, when you're coming to a Steli show, what you're going to get. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think as an artist, having that continuity is very important. Totally. And I'm not opposed to change and I'm not opposed to changing my look and, you know, expanding on everything. But for now, I'm kind of happy in the world that I'm living in. I'm happy to keep exploring, exploring yeah. that. Um. So I read that you played your first live show supporting Lime Cordial or something like that. Was that is that true? That is true. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was at the start of 2019, so the start of last year. Um, I I just put out my second single, Let's Forget We Were in Love, and then I got this random email from from Lime Cordial's like booking agent, and they were like, Hey you know, do you want to support, like be the main support for Lime Cordial at their gig in Adelaide? And I never played a gig, like as Steli. I'd, you know, been on stage and played some shows. But, um, and I was like, I don't even know. And I reached out to my band. I was like, I don't even know if we can. Like at that point, I actually didn't even have a band. I had like a producer that I was working with who turned into my drummer. And then he um, brought in his friend Max, who's now my guitarist. And it kind of just, we kind of all fell together within two, three weeks. Um, and then, yeah, those are my first first ever shows with the three sold out Lime Cordial supports, which is pretty crazy. It's kind of like I got chucked into the deep end and yeah. didn't know if I would sink or swim, but I think I swam. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you also um, opened for Cub Sport too, which is pretty cool. How was that? That was very cool. That was amazing. That was at a... Uh, a thing we have in Adelaide it was around the time of the fringe so it was called the Royal Croquet Club um and they just have heaps of people that play shows um at the at the uni um and you know people like TK and Cub Sport and uh, so many other artists I can't even remember it was that long ago so many artists play um and yeah I opened for Cub Sport which was pretty cool and it was a that was probably the biggest show I'd ever played at that point um yeah and it was crazy I loved it 
that's awesome um yeah so you recently get um signed to unified like recently or because i re- read it was like something like a dm exchange or something it was like that. <laughs> <What>? it's <laughs> all <laughs> it's all true that's a true story um <laughs> that's i actually um unified reached out to me ash my manager reached out to me um one of my the the same track let's forget we were in love the second track i've released um, made it onto like one of the top 10 songs on this playlist called New Music Friday, um, yeah. which in Australia and across the world is quite a big playlist. And it was the second song that I ever released. And I had no idea what New Music Friday was like at all. I had no clue. Um, and so I got heaps of messages the next day and my play, like my, I got like 50K plays in the first day for that song. And it was just, I had no idea what I was even looking at. I was just looking at my phone going, what the hell is going on? Um, and I got heaps of messages being like, congratulations for making it on New Music Friday. I was like, I don't know what you mean, but thank you. Um, and my and then that day, Ash DM'd me on Instagram and she was like, hey. Um, she also sent me an email as well, which I got, but I just I just read it and I was like, I don't even know how to respond to this. So she sent me a, a DM on Instagram. She's like, hey, just checking, you got my email. Like, I'd love to, you know, have a chat with you, blah, blah, blah. And so she DM'd me and then we started chatting and I sent her through some of my music. And then she actually came down to my first show um, with Line Cordial and we met up there. And then I've been with Unified ever since. So they've pretty much been with me since day dot, which has been really great. They're an amazing company to be a part of and I'm very lucky to be part of their roster. Yeah, that's sick. Because I was going to say, it's kind of like not often that um, like when you're first starting out with music that you kind of like, get like such a big management company like often like people kind of just like go with the flow and manage themselves or like kind of like organize it so I thought it was really cool that kind of you know it's sort of your music kind of popped off like as you said like on new music Friday and then you kind of just got signed to unified which is so sick yeah it was pretty crazy I mean I I still like I had no idea what I was doing and I still kind of don't so I'm (laughs) I'm happy to have Ash on board and um, everyone at Unified helping me out because I definitely wouldn't be where I am right now without those guys. So very, very thankful that that happened. Still can't believe that it did, um, but I'm happy that it did. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, What do you think, like, the future of, like, Stally kind of looks like for you? Like, you know, within months or like years, sort of, where do you kind of want to see yourself going or? Oh, look, I always say, I just want to do this as my sole career. I don't want to have a, you know, have to have a side job or have to do anything else to make money. Like I just want to live off of making music. So if I can make that possible in the next six months or the next year, that would be amazing. Um, Obviously just keep releasing music, an album, another EP, just kind of see how far I can push myself I guess is the plan I don't really have like an end goal I just want to see how far I can get for sure do you have like anything in the works at the moment I know you just released an EP like it's a bit of a (laughs) question but like working on anything yeah I'm always working on stuff I'm always writing um the plan is to have another track out probably early next year and kind of just take the rest of this year to keep writing I'm trying to trying to get to Sydney to do a a few writing sessions over there and kind of just chill for the rest of this year and then next year just going all guns blazing and and see what happens 
hopefully you'll get to like have a bit of a little Australian tour or something. And yeah, get- that'd be great. That'd be so fun. I'd yeah. love to get definitely. I mean, playing shows was like the one thing that I sat down with Ash and we said like goal for 2020 is to just play as many shows as possible. So obviously that kind of fell by the wayside. Um, so 2021, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll get to play some more shows. sure do you have um any gigs kind of coming up for you I do yeah I've actually got one not next week the week after I'm headlining like a little mini festival in Adelaide it's called Space Jams um they um were actually during COVID and during lockdown they were doing I believe they were doing like online live stream gigs and now it's kind of expanded to an actual mini festival which is pretty cool um so yeah I've got that one coming up in a couple of weeks Who's playing that? Oh, I believe Oscar the Wild is on the lineup, and then there's heaps of other local um, Adelaide acts that I cannot remember, but I should know. (laughs) Well, um, I'll look into it. That sounds really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really, really great gig. It'll be good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Beers and Tears today. Um, no worries. So lovely chatting to you. And like, I've li- I literally loved, I found out about your music through your latest EP. Um, oh, wow. So sick. And I love it. Um, which thank is, you so much. Yeah, no worries. So hopefully one day we'll get to see you live in Melbourne or wherever we are. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to. <laughs> I would love to get to Melbourne and play a show. <laughs> Stay away from it for a couple of months and then it should be right. <laughs> we'll, let it, we'll let it cool for yeah. a couple of months. Let it, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you so much. Usually we just do, like, a little bit of a cheers to finish off our oh, um, easy. thing. So cheers, I guys. Oh, cheers. I've got a oh, water bottle. Got an empty tequila bottle to my left, but I don't think <laughs> I can put that on screen. <laughs> I don't know why it's there. It's not mine. <laughs> it's just been but, yeah. secretly having tequila for the last 20 minutes. Just throughout. Totally. That's how I write. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's in this drink bottle. That's why it's empty. <laughs> I poured it into my drink bottle instead. <laughs>